Welcome to It's a Code World, your digital marketing podcast. This podcast will give you practical insights on how to be the renaissance man or woman in digital marketing and become indispensable for your organization. Hey, this is It's a Code World, episode 19, how to market your construction company online. And my guest today is John Locke of Lockdown Design out of Sacramento, California for the second time. How's it going, John? It's going great. How are you, Tim? I'm doing well. So today we're talking about construction companies. I know that you used to work in a blue collar job and tell me about what about that has informed your ability to help market these types of companies. Well, definitely. Um, like I said, it, it, I was a blue collar uh, guy up until, uh, my late thirties. I was a union guy, uh, that whole time, by the way. Um, I think a lot of web design agencies, creative agencies, marketing agencies, it's all populated by people who have maybe never even had, uh, you know, a blue collar job. They've never had to, uh, you know, dig ditches or build houses or, you know, load trucks or, you know, work in a factory, things of that nature. And so I, I think it just comes off for me. It's easier to talk to people because I just come from that world, you know? So there you go. Having a little sweat behind you. Sure. Having, having the opportunity to have uh, worked your butt off, so to speak, in a physical way, I think can inform your ability to, you know, work your butt off in a digital way. And they, hey, it requires some gusto here. It requires some chutzpah. It requires yeah. some, uh, and also in the communication process, it potentially helps you to be a little bit more direct and, you know, frank. Um, to speak with a little bit more clarity because you understand if, you know, if somebody would have talked to me about SEO 12 years ago when I was doing roofing, I think I would have been baffled. And frankly, a lot of these companies don't have the, the digital experience. So you have to, you have to make it easy to understand. And if somebody's talking to you like it's wizardry, <laughs> you should be wary. It's not, it's simple. And it's kind of important for us to speak simply in a way that they can understand, um, not being their expertise, just like the same would happen if somebody, you know, was talking to me about construction or architecture. I, I couldn't tell you, I, I don't know. I don't just, I don't know the details. And if you get really into the details, I'm first of all, I'm going to get bored. Second of all, I'm not going to understand what you're saying. So um, just make it good, basically. Don't use double speak. Yeah. So what have you been up to, John? Let's talk through uh, something a little bit more down to earth before we talk about tools. So uh, where have you been in San Sacramento that you love in case I visit? What's, a, what's something that's awesome out there for people that are 
that visit Sacramento? Well, if you come to Sacktown, uh, you, Sac-town. you got to visit Sacktown. Yeah, the nine one six. You got to visit Midtown. Uh, that's where all the that, that's probably the the best place. Uh, all the good places, all the good bars, all the good restaurants. Uh, some great houses. A lot of people came here uh, from the east and the Midwest during the 40s. So East Sacramento, the fabulous 40s, uh, they call it. Uh, check out that area of town. Uh, some of the outlying areas, you could definitely check out uh, the rail yards at, uh, in Old Roseville. Just kind of cool to watch the trains go by. Uh, old Sacramento, uh, there's a whole kind of old wild west uh thing going on there really uh, and the old town Folsom, great places nice how far away is, away is that i guess i could just look at a map but how far away is that from like la and san fran and san diego um well we just drove down to san diego uh a couple of years ago and i want to say it was about like a, maybe like a seven hour drive got you okay so, so a ways away yeah, I think San Francisco, depending on how you hit traffic, it, it could be like an hour and a half that like with the, the traffic bogs up, no matter what time you leave. Oh, so that's the closest uh, one. Yeah, yeah is, I would say about an hour and a half or two hours. Are you, you know, by it's, the Redwood Redwoods? No, but I used to live by there. Ooh, those are so uh, beautiful. Live, that was one of my favorite parts yeah. of California, just driving along that coast. It's so insanely beautiful. Yep. I used to live in Mendocino County a long time ago uh, in Ukiah, a little town, 15,000 people. And it was about an hour and a half from Fort Bragg, 10 mile beach. And, and you could, uh, you could head out in about half an hour on Orr Springs road and you could be in the Redwoods. That's uh, insane. So used to play paint, paintball out there. So nice. Ooh, that'd be fun. So let's talk a little bit about tools to help construction companies market themselves effectively bangers some quick tools and resources to whet your appetite well definitely what you're gonna what i see like with the higher end construction companies that that have a large operation one thing that they do really effectively is they have a website with relevant case studies uh they have projects that they want to be seen for um you know for example um I worked with one construction company and they only uh, really wanted to be seen for like uh, medical centers, data centers, and things like that. So they showed uh, these basic project studies on their site. Uh, you know, another person that I worked with recently, they just developed land for uh, residential uh, kind of parcels and subdivisions and stuff like that. So. All the imagery, all the like case studies and stuff. That those are the things that you want to have on your site. Um, What's the second one? I think for this, for the smaller construction companies, say they're you know maybe like five people or ten people in their construction company. They're pulling down a lot of money, but they're they're doing. Uh, they might be con- subcontracting to larger companies. Um, the same thing, but you want to be present on some of these sites. Uh, like House, uh, Angie's List, Home Advisor. Make sure that, that, or even Yelp, I would say, that you know, make sure that you're 
you have like a fully filled out profile and presence on these secondary sites uh, and make sure that you're getting, you know, reviews from people in your sense that they're happy. So uh, because those things, are, I have a, yeah. I diverge with you on this opinion. Um, okay, about go ahead. home advisor. I fucking hate them. Here's the reason they can okay. actually rank for a client's name. So they can actually beat them in a, in a way that's, to me, almost a little humiliating if you're a construction company for their own name because they, they can put a lot more weight into their SEO and things like that a lot of times. Um, I was essentially – here's the thing. I know that they are a source of leads, and I think that people should use them and Angie's List and – any other of these sites to get leads in the interim while they're building their brand. But I think you should transition at some point to really owning that brand and really getting your own leads because here's, here's the problem. They own the customer. You want to own the customer. You want them to come to your brand and say, I want, insert your, your company name here. I want these guys cause they have proven to me not, I want home advisor to match me up with the right person. And then home of, here's the other thing. Home advisor goes out and sells those leads to five, 10 people. And then it's whoever gives, gets on the phone quick and sells and says, I'm coming over. Um, and you still charge for that lead no matter what. So you're charging 30, 50 bucks, uh, you're, you're, buying it for 30 to 50 bucks and it might not, it might've already been sold. And that home advisor gets 500 bucks for that lead from the customers or the clients that they sell it to the, uh, the construction companies. So is it ideal? I don't think so. I will give you that. I think it is good for companies just on the come up because you got to get leads whatever way you can. You really do. It's not, I'm not going to be high and mighty about that. You want to get leads. You want to do work, but just like as a subcontractor, and this is what I've seen companies that are trying to come up from behind the veil of a, of a, the, their parent contractor and they're getting all this subcontractor work. You got to come out from behind that. Hi. Hi. And I don't just buy work that other people have sold. I sell my own work with my brand, with my reputation, with my face, because those companies are the ones that end up getting into a totally different tier of work. Um, I do not disparage just like I've worked for agency and just, just like you've worked for agencies and stuff like that. I do not disparage subcontractors, but in the end you want that logo, you want that brand, you want that name recognition, and you want the ability to not have 40% shaved off the top of every job because you're a subcontractor. Am I right? Yeah. And I same agree. with the yeah. thing with home advisor is they are owning the customer and you also don't get these premium type customers that are really looking for a partner in your pro in their project. I'm not saying that that matters because a lot of blue collar businesses, like let's say cleaning or um, you know, things like this, Brand is a little less, it's not as big of a thing in that industry and you just need the jobs and you have like the, but it, that's the lower end mindset. And it's like 
try to push yourself up beyond the lower end mindset and try to get these more premium jobs where somebody really wants a client. For instance, in carpet cleaning or something like that. Let's just talk about other blue collar businesses besides construction. Carpet cleaning. Do you think that these clients want somebody to come into their home that they don't know any, anything about them? Probably not as much. They'd probably prefer somebody that they know who it is, the team. They know about the background checks. They know about the brand. They know about, they can go on the website or whatever and really learn about them a little bit because they're coming into their home. And same with like remodelers and things like that. They're getting invited into their home. I was just talking to uh, somebody from NARI, uh, which is the it's the remodel remodelers association. It's nationwide, and they were saying people in in particular in remodeling they care a lot because they're first of all they're coming into their home, they're remo- they're actually like keeping some of the stuff that from their home. They have emotional attachment to their home, and they want people to like be communicative and be. They want the personality to be right of the person that's coming in their home, basically. Um, And that requires brand. That requires brand recognition, face recognition, name, and really having a relationship with this person. And I do think the the companies that are getting those higher-end jobs are dealing directly with the customer. Um, In yeah. yeah, 100%. So anyways, I didn't mean to disparage your home advisor thing. Like I said, I think it you have cool. to have every single lead generation tactic up, um, that you possibly can get, but you want to come out from behind those, those fronts when possible, when you are able to. Um, I'm going to go on to Mozbar. So this one's a little bit more tactical a little bit more nitty gritty on the digital marketing side, but look for opportunities with Mozbar. You can install this in your Chrome browser and find the domain authority and page authority of different sites. So for instance, the the authority of a site that you might want to write for, um, and maybe it's a trade organization or something and they allow you to have links um, on their site in their kind of a directory format, you can kind of figure out how valuable that it, that link is with this tool. And I understand that's going to be foreign to a lot of people, but it's a really nice way to get um, more traffic to your website is just earning those links. And then lastly, um, like I was talking about Nari and Organizations like NARI that are construction focused, that are remodeling focused, that are related to your specialty in particular, that you can be part of, it really lends itself to not only learning more about what you're doing, but also in in networking, but also just representation of that trade organization on your website is going to help people trust you. So how are construction companies doing marketing wrong right now, John? Well, I, I think a lot of the missteps are mostly uh, with the up-and-comers. I, I think with the, the companies that have built their brand, they're not making these missteps as much. But with the up-and-comers, what you see is sometimes they skimp on uh, 
spending money on their website design and, and how they're portraying themselves and it's hurting them as a brand. And one thing that I've really seen is if you want to be if you want to be a big player, you have to be perceived as one. And part of that is what you put out, you know, on your website. If you hire, uh, you know, Joe from down the block to build your site for a thousand bucks, it's it's not really going to reflect your professionalism. And you're gonna, it's going to be a little bit harder to uh, make that jump to the next level. But if you hire someone such as yourself, a professional who can, you know, tell their story and represent them, you know, visually impactfully and uh, highlight, you know, their accomplishments in a good way, that's going to help uh, people who are looking for, you know, a construction company who's going to, you know, win this bid. Who do we want to solicit? Who do we want to partner with? Uh, the other thing I would say too, invest in SEO and other forms of marketing. And I would say especially things like uh, LinkedIn, uh, a lot of decision makers, people who are going to, you know, spend, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars on construction. That's where they're going to be. Uh, Facebook ads, I would say, is also uh, a way boosting posts, just having that visibility within the community. And basic SEO. Uh, you want to propel yourself uh, into this, you know, the same level where these other construction companies are, because if you're top of mind, you're going to be one of the people, one of the companies that people call. So, and you have reviews yeah, on here too. And if you're up and coming, um, and I like that a lot. I that's do crucial. Have reviews on there, yeah. That's crucial. It's weird. People don't always oh, understand yeah. that the reviews are almost the only thing a lot of people look at. Um, and it's also helpful. So like Google reviews also affect ranking of your website. If you have mm. 20 reviews on Google places and your competitor has five, Google uses that as part of their algorithm to show you up higher in maps. And it potentially also affects other rankings as well. So what do you think companies should be spending percentage-wise on marketing? This is different for different industries, but what do you think about construction companies? What do you think they should be spending on percentage of revenue? Well, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but I, I would say like at least 5% on marketing budget because uh, let's face it, I mean, the gains that you're going to get from uh if you can grow your construction business, they're going to be a lot bigger uh, than in some other industries. So I, I think at least 5% uh, on marketing, not include stuff like uh, putting it into your website, uh, anything like social community events, uh, any type of positive uh, community PR that you can do. You know, any, what are your You know, I'm going to go with a little bit lower, actually, weirdly. So... The average is seven okay. to eleven percent for all industries. Construction mm -hmm. companies spend a lot of money on materials, and so there's this overhead that's just lopped off almost completely right away. So I would say I'm gonna actually just cut their revenue in half. So if they're doing two million a year, I'm gonna call it one million a year, and then I'm gonna give them the five percent or seven percent. So in that case, that would be. If it was seven to seven percent, it would be three point five. 
I'm going to say that because that still leaves a lot of money for to get some stuff done. So if you take $1 million and you take 3.5% of that, it makes it easy. We're talking about 35000 um, And do I think that you should be uh, pushing yourself up? So if, for instance, if you're going to make $3 million the next year, you're probably going to have to project a little bit and try to push on marketing. Now, if you're an old school company and so, I mean, I'm in that case, if you're trying to push it up, I think you should spend a little bit more, but if you're an old school company and you're on your, like you're just maintaining, I think that there's the potential you don't even need to spend quite as much money. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so normally the numbers are 7% to 11% and half that is digital or actually 35, 40% of that is digital, but Next couple of years is going to be 50, and then a couple of years after that is going to be 70. <laughs> That's my opinion. That's the trend line, anyways. The trend line is slowly up on digital. The uh, word is out on billboards and print design. Unfortunately, those things are not getting as much attention these days. It's where are the eyeballs? That's where you should spend your money and where you've seen success. So, are the eyeballs sticking on television commercials? Probably not. Now, are they still relevant? And if they're cheap, go for it. But where can you get the biggest bang for your buck? And things that are on the come up are like these Facebook ads that can be super targeted and social media marketing done well. Your website is core and SEO to me is still relatively cheap for the possible amount of return for construction companies. And so I know that there are things that these companies could be doing now, right? What are five things that you wish that you could do for construction companies with their marketing, but it's hard to always convince them to do. Well, the things that I would have them do is, for one, assign somebody within the organization to respond to social media. Um, <laughs> a lot of these construction companies have Twitter accounts, Facebook accounts, LinkedIn accounts. Uh, but people might be putting stuff in there because I, I'm just noticing this even within my own community. You know, people uh, use Facebook or Twitter to talk to these companies or try and get a hold of them, uh, but they don't always get a response. So I think that that shows a lot of goodwill toward the community. I think it uh, shows that you're invested in the community and it just generally gives you uh, a, a better, uh, you know, people a better feeling about what you're doing. Another thing I would do is more positive community PR and anything that you can do to not only do some good for your community, but to maybe get some press coverage uh, of that. And those also are good for SEO. That's not the reason you do it. You know, you want to do good for people first, and, you know, links and coverage and 
press. And that's kind of a side Speak for yourself. Makes your company look good. I just want the links. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on now. Totally, totally. But definitely, you know, things like Toys for Tots, uh, donating to, you know, local charities, doing, you know, uh, donating to the food bank or whatever you can do. Another thing is potentially a, you know, potentially a scholarship. So there's another thing. It's positive for the community and it could be good for links True. back to your website. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and also staying on the, the thing of press releases, making sure that you're announcing like important hirings uh, or if you're completed like a uh, construction project, say you built like a new building or you built like a whole subdivision, you know, uh, be proud of your accomplishments. Put, have a spot on your website where you show those things off and also do press releases because not only is that going to get picked up by uh, your local business journal that's going to get picked up by, you know, possibly your local newspaper, uh, local magazine, whatever it is. Here it's like Comstocks and Sacktown Magazine, I think, for two of them, uh, and Sacramento Business Journal. I don't know what it is in Minneapolis, but um, it, I'm sure they have counterparts as well. Uh, those things get coverage. They get links. They get your name out there. It helps build your brand. And then, you know, lastly... Um, is send a representative from your company to things like your local chambers of commerce. There's probably like a, a good like dozen or so chambers of commerce here, but a lot of people that are decision makers um, are going to, to be at some of these, you know, go to fundraisers, charity events. People who go to things where there's lots of philanthropic money being given away um, or raised, those are people who are who have the cash to spend on construction projects, whether it's you know building a new uh, shopping mall or you know renovating like some new apartments or whatever. So where, whatever you can do to get physically close to those people and establish a relationship, that's going to help grease the Nice, I like that a lot. Pure value, John. What are the key elements that are really going to produce results for construction companies? this next year and what should they be leaning into? Like what, where should the bulk of their marketing money go to in digital? Well, like, as you said before, you know, follow where the eyeballs are. And, and a lot of that is into brand building. So definitely if, if you have not done it so far, uh, invest in your website because the, the big companies get bigger by looking the part, um, and I've seen this with a lot of up-and-coming companies that I talk to as well. They point to some of these companies that are in their local uh, markets, and they want to look like them. They want to, you know, be like them. Perception becomes reality. So whatever you can do to make your site, you know, look like a big-time uh, company that's doing great work. That's what you need to do. Uh, so. You know, have great design, display your accomplishments, you know, show what you can do. Uh, as you would attest as well, SEO matters. So make sure that you hire someone like uh, a Tim B. Design. Lockdown Design. SEO and consult with you and show you how. Yeah, definite. Show you how you can, you know, get those links and, and get above the, the, the people that you're trying to come up on 
uh, top of. Uh, you know, it really makes a difference. People Google stuff more and more and more. I mean, you never leave the phone. You never leave the house without your phone. It's the first thing you pick up, last thing you put down. So SEO is going to matter more and more. Um, and then also just be involved in the local community as much as possible. People do business with those that they know, trust, and like. And so first they need to know you, then they need to like you, and then they need to trust you. So takes time. Especially if you're as likable as, as unlikable as I am. No, I'm just kidding. No, but seriously, here's the thing. <laughs> we want construction companies to be effective in their marketing. And it hurts when we see companies spending their money ineffectively, whether it's on old school tactics and things that just don't work anymore, but that they know about, or if they're spending money on inefficient, bloated agencies where they're getting half of what they could get from somebody like us. So we want companies to be doing well. Check out John, tell, tell them where to check you out for more tips on marketing and to potentially work together. Where, where are your contacts? So you can find me at uh, lockdowndesign.com. It's L-O-C-K-E, down design. Uh, you can sign up for a newsletter. You can get all kinds of tips on SEO, uh, how to improve your marketing. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook as Lockdown underscore. You can follow my company on, on LinkedIn. Just look for Lockdown uh, Design as well. And Tim, how do we find you? Awesome. Thank you. You can find me at hookagency.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at hookagency. And for show notes, check out hookagency.com slash podcast dash 19. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks, Tim. Join us next time, or it's a cold world, bringing you radical guests speaking to relevant topics in digital marketing. From visual design to front-end development, from growth hacking social media and SEO, to work process tips and working with clients, 